individual is consciously aware enough to come through the blue door and seek my counsel, knowing full well who I am in this community and what I represent, they are pulling their own trigger. And an alchemical transformation starts to happen. Welcome dreamers to another episode in the Blue Door Playbook, a podcast that explores the underworld of dreams through the therapeutic work and wisdom of archetypal psychotherapist, Timothy Tate. I'm your host, Putter Brown. Episode two, alchemy and the copper, silver and gold dream. In the late nineties, I came upon James Hillman's book, The Dream in the Underworld. And there was something about the visuals of the underworld journey that triggered my reinterest in alchemy. He writes a statement about the text that was carved into the classic alchemist's workbench. In your patience is your soul. Hillman wouldn't have put that there had it not been central to what he understood as soul, alchemy, and the right mental attitude for the work, patience. The alchemists of old, who did have beakers of substances and was distilling and was working with sulfur and mercury and gold and lead and all of that, not so much as, although that was part of the mystery, how can I transmutate lead into gold, literally? It became clear to the intellectual alchemists that this was just a symbolic representation of the heavy, dense, leaden unconscious into the luminous, lightning, bold illumination of the gold. And so I tied the, together the idea of alchemy, which is becoming clear and testing the different assumptions, beliefs, memories, perceptions, values, and attitudes. Those would be the raw material. Those are the elements in the container of personality and character. Alchemically speaking, the container of personality is going to blow open if, and that's the good news, the ingredients within that container are activated, which is what my role as a therapist is is to help the client activate these latent dormant ingredients in their personality slash persona that have been arranged unconsciously, so to speak, without their intentionality behind that arrangement to compensate for and hide the fear of them being inadequate, their primary shame. 
So that's the leaden composition of the ingredients that are either inert or dormant because the alchemy of the character has been harnessed to manage the leaden, heavy, dense misconception of self-worth, I'm inadequate by nature, shame-based persona. So when you come through the blue door, you're walking through the threshold of we're going to see if we can't fire up those raw elements, the ones I ticked off, values, beliefs, assumptions, perceptions, and review the way in which you have managed those elements. Meaning that in this alchemical individuation story that happens when you walk through the threshold of the blue door, in the best possible scenario, things are going to blow up. And again, that's the good news. You're going to have dreams that scare the shit out of you. You're going to have to write a letter to your father. You're going to have to face and make amends for a lie, whatever it is. Uh, and I'm certainly not exempt from any of this. I've got plenty of powder burns. And so alchemy is now my guiding metaphor because it includes the dream time, sorting through the copper to get to the silver, to get to the gold. It includes the notion of soul and patience, which is the hard work of sticking with this process. And it gives me a way to help the individual understand what change is. So it takes a while for individuals to understand that they are the canvas, they are the opus, they are the material of creativity. It's not them doing something, it's creating themselves. So all that started swirling around and hence came up with the metallurgical analogy for the dream time, copper, silver, and gold. You dream what you allow to be known, or you access what your daytime activity gives you permission to access. In other words, rarely does a visionary work at Albertsons on minimum wage as a single mother trying to feed her kids. Her dreams, if she remembers them at all in her exhausted state, will be what we call the copper dreams, which is how the brain and the psyche cooperate on regulating and balancing and compensating for all the mental struggles, emotional challenges we have during our waking hours. And so, sadly, uh, the vast majority, well in the 95 plus percent, probably 98, 99 percent of 
the citizens never get past the copper dream that helps them simply stay sane by compensating and working through the challenges they have of how am I going to get the car payment made, all the anxiety of the modern world. So sadly, that's what dreams often are interpreted or understood to be, is those long wandering dreams that go on and on that don't make any sense and how the hell did this happen and why am I in the gas station naked? You know, it's just like they simply perform a regulation. So Jung believed that the self was a balancing function. Central version, I think is the word he used for that, where like the eyes see, the ears hear, the palate tastes, the self regulates and balances and tries to help us center. If our waking life is so whacked and stressed, the self is going to have to go in overtime to simply keep you balanced and not go crazy. We know from traditional dream work and dream studies and dream research that if I gave you plenty of sleep last night, but every time you started to have rapid eye movement, I woke you up. Within just a general idea, 72 hours, you would start exhibiting psychotic behavior and ideation and delusions. Robbed of your dreams, you tend to go psychotic. Hence, use of sleep deprivation and torture, etc. It's not, I mean, not sleeping is awful, but not dreaming is worse. Because that function of the self that does whatever it takes to try to get you in balance again, not dysregulated, is removed. And when the copper dreams and the rigorous challenges of waking life are the only reality we know, to get to the next opportunity or dimension or abundance of the dreamer's experience that's available has to be one of intentionality. Otherwise, the balancing mechanism of the dream time will simply get overworked and then snap into nightmares to get your attention. It's all about getting your attention. Whatever it takes, the dreams will get your attention. If you're lucky enough and rested enough and have some psychic firepower, you can start to access the silver dream, which is a four-part dream. The value of the silver dream is that it helps us understand your personal mythology. That mythology, that personal mythology, is driven by your persona. Your persona is driven by your need 
to mask and cover up and compensate for feeling inadequate. There'd be no need for a persona if we weren't shamed to begin with. So the persona is a complex, psychological complex, which hides and manages and compensates for a hidden belief, which of course is a lie and a misperception, that somehow by my very nature, I'm not good enough, which we understand shame to mean. What the silver dream does is it shows you in four parts what you're wrestling with. So the persona silver dream starts with the theme. I was in a cafe talking to my sister and then the waitress came and gave us the wrong food and I didn't say anything. I just accepted it because I didn't want to be a problem. And then suddenly I'm, I'm taking garbage to Logan in my car and I'm alone now and the car is sputtering and breaking down. I've got this trash. And then I'm back when I was eight years old in my second grade class and I am trying to figure out a math problem and feeling really self-conscious because I just don't get it. And then I'm back here in my home wrestling with my bills and how in debt I am. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense to me. But there were four parts there. So the first part is the theme, meaning that the dreamer is presenting you with a theme of what and how your persona works, what it considers important, what it's wrestling with, the theme. It's often some theme having to do with a skill set self-worth, some demon of shame, residue of inadequacy, some competition, envy, or jealousy, some form of conflict that you can't handle, some wound of childhood. The second part is a presentation of the key characters or elements that refer to the theme and its development or that get in the way of understanding the theme. It might be a car, it might be a house, it might be a, a relationship to being in a vehicle with somebody else. In other words, in that key character part, it's identifying images within your mind that are symbolic of either what's going to facilitate or inhibit the development of the theme that's being presented. The third part is the drama of the dream, which means there's a dynamic flux going on by the ability you have to Remember this dream, so the intention, the awareness that's dawning on you through working with a therapist, 
that you can actually affect your state of mind and emotions through understanding dreams. And then the final part is the task, which is usually just like like a sentence. Um, it's like the dreamer's going, and a wrap up. Here's what you have to face to bring this content and material to the surface and put it into play in your waking life. Share your dream with me and your horizon opens up so you can access the legacy of all who have come before you. And when we move into what we've called the golden dream, where we're being given an opportunity to touch into something either sacred or universal or archetypal or uh, visionary, those are the dreams that are such gifts and such blessings. The self slash character speaks to us in the gold dream. And that is in the last cycle of REM, usually around 4 to 5 a.m., 3.30 to 5. And the gold dream, without going into it in much depth, is the dream we can't forget, is the luminous, short, brief, I've had a dream, dream. And when you have those, it actually viscerally moves us and goes, oh my God, there is somebody calling us up. There is a force that's pretty damn sweet. I can't forget that dream. It's with me all the time. So that becomes kind of the North Star of the individual's journey away from the container and trap of the persona into something else that is calling them, the call of character is the gold dream. You're, when you, the gold dream comes from the archetypal collective wisdom. And it'll have some personal relevance to you if you can figure the son of a bitch out and what it's trying to tell you. It's not like people come running through the blue door with their dream journals all excited to talk about dreams. It's a labor to get people oriented that way. I would be misrepresenting my practice if I was conveying this idea that everybody in my practice is diligently working their dreams. It's always an invitation. It's always a request. And I'd say... Percentage-wise, 70% probably. Driving active during this. Yeah. 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 And sometimes it's been pretty strong where I can't help you unless you bring me a dream. Unless you start activating your dream, there's no place for our conversation. I had said that to one lady 
back in the early 90s uh, who took offense. She came to talk about her son, which is always a dangerous mission. At the end of the session, I go, well, I appreciate your concern for your son, but if you want to work, she goes, I, I really think I want to work with you. I go, well, in order to work with me, you have to remember your dreams. I don't remember my dreams. Well, then you can't work with me. When you remember a dream, then we'll start our work. Within a 48-hour period, she had a dream. And we have a record of 2,500 of her dreams. Wow. The dream gates bust open. She's now a therapist. She uses dreams. It changed her life. Amazing. Okay. okay. We've reached the end of another session in the Blue Door Playbook, a podcast for the soul featuring archetypal psychotherapist Timothy Tate. Thanks for listening. I'm Putter Brown. Stay tuned for the next episode where Timothy shares with us how he uses dreams in his therapeutic practice. content in this podcast is strictly for informational and entertainment purposes only. If you are experiencing mental health symptoms, please contact a mental health provider in your community.